Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Friday, April 22nd, the San Diego superintendent on administrative leave. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A 16-year-old boy has now been charged with attempted murder and with committing a hate crime in an attack on a black girl in Lakeside last weekend. The boy has pleaded not guilty to the charges. The attack prompted a town hall earlier this week where many voiced their frustrations that bystanders weren't also charged and arrested. They claimed members of the boy's family not only watched the attack but also yelled racial slurs. At the meeting, the DA's office said it couldn't prosecute bystanders. But on Thursday, DA Summer Steffen said in a statement that her office will investigate and hold everyone responsible to account. Civil rights attorney Dan Gillian says the reversal is not surprising because DAs are politicians. That's why I think we see the reversal. Is it, oh, okay, well now the community is actually watching what we're saying and there's outrage, so let's send this opposite signal now. He says that the DA charging others in the case is unlikely because it'll be tough to prove, but he says that shouldn't be a deciding factor in whether or not to prosecute. Despite rising mortgage rates, San Diego's housing market hit a new record high in March. According to CoreLogic and DQ News, the median price of a home hit $805,000. Prices were up nearly 19% in a year. It'll be windy again in the county today. The National Weather Service has issued a wind advisory for the mountain and desert areas. It'll be in effect through 6 p.m. tonight. Winds will be up to 35 miles per hour with gusts up to 70. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Just five months into the job, the San Diego Union High School District superintendent has been put on administrative leave. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez tells us why. Last week, Dr. Cheryl James Ward made racially biased comments during a district diversity training. She credited the academic success of the district's Chinese students to wealthy parents and extended Asian families able to support them. Unlike other minorities, she claimed, dozens of people expressed their anger over the superintendent's comments during Wednesday night school board meeting. Some demanded Ward's resignation. Others, like Yusuf Miller, said it's a systemic problem. If we have more inclusive thought, if we have more diverse thought and, and knowledge about different groups, this type of statements would have never come out. Dr. Ward has now apologized twice publicly. There has been no further comment from the district. 
M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The United States faces big challenges when it comes to breathing healthy air. And the biggest obstacles are found right here in California. KPBS reporter John Carroll has more on the findings of a new report. Nine in ten people in the Golden State live in counties impacted by poor air quality. That's just one of the findings in the latest State of the Air report from the American Lung Association. In California, the transportation and fossil fuel sectors are still the biggest offenders, producing about 80 percent of smog. Then there are the immense amounts of particulate pollution from ever-worsening wildfires. San Diego came in sixth worst when it comes to air pollution, although the air quality here did improve from where it was in the last report. Will Barrett from the Lung Association says communities of color and economically disadvantaged areas suffer the most. Let's say you're at, you know, in a neighborhood near the port of San Diego and you're dealing with thousands of truck trips, ships, trains, all of those sources of pollution, and then you have wildfire smoke layered on top of that. That's just adding insult to injury. Barrett says people need to seriously consider how they can reduce their own carbon footprints and pressure lawmakers to do more to address climate change. John Carroll, KPBS News. Earth Day is here, and big volunteer cleanups and trash pickups are happening this weekend. At the top of the litter list, single-use plastics. The problem is that plastic doesn't go away, it's ingested by wildlife, and it ends up in the ocean. Ian Monahan is the Director of Marketing and Philanthropy for I Love a Clean San Diego County. He spoke to KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. I Love a Clean San Diego is sponsoring a 20th anniversary cleanup event. Can you tell us about it? Sure. This is an event that, you know, has been happening for 20 years right here in San Diego County. It's completely homegrown and it's called the Creek to Bay Cleanup. And it's a tie between the, the landscape of San Diego from the mountains to the bay and the ocean. And we're placing an emphasis on the environment and a clean environment. So On Saturday, April 23rd, there's going to be over 5,000 volunteers across San Diego County participating at sites from the coast to the inland communities, getting out there and cleaning up litter and debris that ultimately pollutes our waterways, our environment, and end up in our bay and ocean. Now, what kinds of trash are most likely to be found on the cleanup? I can tell you that last year, volunteers reported cleaning up over 40,000 cigarette butts. And cigarette butts are plastic, they're not paper. And the damages of this are not only water pollution, but ingestion from wildlife, which has significant harmful effects. And overall, the most common item that's cleaned up is single-use plastic. We're learning more and more about the dangers of plastic once it's dropped in our environment. And quite honestly, it never breaks down. Um, We're finding it now at the molecular level, and it infects so many portions of our landscape as well as the ocean. And we're really hoping that people use this as an opportunity to see the types of single-use plastic and pollution that they're picking up and make an effort to cut it out of their lives if they can and or make sure that it's getting recycled if it can. How much overall trash do volunteers usually remove on these cleanup days? We 
experienced a dip over the pandemic, but the big news this year is that we're back in person with large groups around the county. We're expecting volunteers to collect somewhere in the neighborhood of 100,000 pounds of litter in about three hours during this event. And where does that picked up trash go? We sort and collect all of the trash. So recyclables go to recycling. And then ultimately the stuff that can't be recycled goes into trash bins that we ultimately haul away and and take to the landfill. Now, why aren't our recycling programs keeping more trash out of our landfills? There's a couple of factors. Number one is our consumption does not match our ability to recycle. Unfortunately, we've adopted a throwaway way of living. And that's something that needs to change um, across the board. You know, the other piece is, is sometimes recycling can be confusing. People are bombarded with numbers and recycling symbols, and this can be recycled and that can be recycled. The best way to go about recycling at your home is to use visuals. Every city and the county has a recycling guide that can be downloaded or viewed and put right next to your recycling bin. We have a resource that's countywide called wastefreesd.org. People can visit our website to find out how to recycle right, or they can even call us in English and Spanish and talk to a live person. We'll help you with those hard to recycle options. One of the things that we also talk about is contamination. And contamination is really the, one of the largest issues when it comes to recycling. When things are thrown into our recycling bin that contaminate the uh, recyclables, everything has to go into the landfill. So there are some simple steps that people can take and really using these visual guides are ways that they can reduce contamination in their own recycling bin. That was Ian Monahan speaking to KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Cavanaugh. San Diego City Council members on Thursday reviewed five competing proposals to redevelop the sports arena property in the Midway District. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says city staffers wanted to thin out the competition. The arena property spans almost 50 acres in a blighted neighborhood that's been begging for investment. City staffers wanted to eliminate two of the five proposals, both of which seek to renovate the existing arena, while the rest would replace it from scratch. Councilmember Vivian Moreno, who chairs the Land Use and Housing Committee, said that's premature. I do not want to rush and miss an opportunity to pick the right project for this site. Uh, We have a recent history under the prior mayoral administration of rushing through uh, real estate deals at the expense of proper due diligence. The committee voted to keep all five proposals in the running. The full city council will weigh in on the process in the coming months. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, we bring you the story of a nonprofit organization that merges agriculture, kitchens, and employment to change lives for refugees and immigrants in San Diego. That's next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. 
Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. A restaurant, an urban garden, and a job training center for immigrants and refugees. That's the business model of Make Projects in North Park. Speak City Heights reporter Jacob Ayer shows us the impact the nonprofit is having in the lives of San Diegans. A lush garden, quaint patio, and a group of eager high school students are some of the first things you notice at Make Cafe. The North Park restaurant is part of Make Projects, a nonprofit organization whose acronym stands for Merging Agriculture, Kitchens and Employment. We have an amazing urban farm, it's a working farm. We have a restaurant uh, that has Thursday and Saturday dinner service and brunch service. And then we're also a private events catering company. Make Projects founder and executive director, Anchi May, says they offer paid job training programs for refugee and immigrant youth and adults. Uh, we have the youth enroll in a six to eight week paid work experience. Uh, they're working about 10 hours a week on the farm, in the restaurant, and they have an hour a week of job readiness training. The adults are three months long and they are a bit more intensive, 12 to 15 hours a week. A few of the recent Make Projects youth participants include sophomore Nadine Osman and junior Hanani Dries. They both attend Crawford High School in City Heights and were friends before joining the program. There's, there's four, four positions. We switch out, so there's hostess, server, beverage, and the person who does the farm tours. Osman says the program gives them a low-stress opportunity to improve their public speaking, writing, and interview techniques. And those help me a lot because now when I sign up to jobs, I know what to do exactly and I have my resume ready, which like help me, you know, help jobs that I'm looking for be interested in me. Senior farm trainer Robbie Wilcox teaches students like Osman and Idris about those job skills, as well as providing food and gardening knowledge. He says they have trainees lead farm tours to build their confidence. So if you learn not necessarily how to farm, but nutrient cycling or organic pest management or even what these different varieties are, how to cook with them, how to talk about them, you can kind of work that public speaking professional kind of practice muscle without having to mind the well all the time. Another way that Make Projects trains youth and adult participants is through the hands-on jobs of the restaurant business. Jeanette Sandoval supervises the cafe. So for a lot of our uh, adult uh, trainees, language barriers are really hard for them. So they usually go to back of house in order, because it's, it's easier to communicate through kitchen and food than it is to communicate through only verbal language. May says Make Projects is currently 15% self-sustaining from their business income, but aims to be at 80% in the next five years. That growth would come from their multiple channels that fund their mission, 
including a vegetable box CSA subscription and their growing cafe, which was an accidental byproduct of the pandemic. Originally it was catering and that was, you know, so sad to see all that business go away. But when we reinvented with a restaurant model, you know, that's become so much more impactful for our participants because now they're learning all those soft skills and social skills that are directly translating into better employment. Idris says the program is a place of acceptance where trainees learn job and life skills from staff who are patient and kind. Make projects that has very good coworkers and everyone around is really, really sweet and they help a lot if you need it and they're just always there. It's a really good environment for, especially for your mental health. For now, Idris is focused on applying to universities this upcoming fall. Her goal is to eventually open a nonprofit organization that builds on the lessons she learned from Make Projects. And Osman is excited to begin her new job making pizzas at Little Caesars, a role she had help applying for through the program. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. This podcast was edited by Julia Mitrich and produced by me, Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.